0: You might think you've peeped the scene. You haven't. The real one's far too mean. The watered down one, the one you know, was made up centuries ago. They made it sound all whack and corny. Yes, it's awful. Blasted it boring. Twisted fiction, sick addiction. We'll gather around children. Zip it, listen. Can we get much higher? So, so high. high. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. Can we get much higher? So high! Ho, oh, oh, ho, oh. oh, ho. Oh, oh, ho, oh. oh. ho, 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 All right. Welcome back to the I Am Nerd Podcast, guys. I'm your host, Freyway. I'm here at my I'm going to let you finish.
1: I'm going to let you finish, Fraser, but I just want you to know that the I Am Nerd Podcast is the best podcast of all time.
0: Uh, All right. So (laughs) we are here for episode 18, and we're randomly going to be talking about Kanye West this episode. Um, That's right. As well as a bunch of other random things, I feel like this is kind of like a general discussion episode we were doing. So Kenny brought up that he wanted to talk about I guess the Conda album but just Kanye West in general and I thought that that was a great idea even though it's not necessarily a nerd topic, but You know
1: what? Allow me to interject and defend it. Okay, go ahead. I think it is a nerd topic, okay? Also, I get it. It's not anime or video games or comic books or any of the other nerd shit we've previously talked about. However, there is a such thing as music nerds. Now, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know anything about C minor or B major, because I don't. But I can geek the fuck out over music. And I know Fraser can, too. Yes. And we can talk and geek out about music, I think, just as much as we can about anime. And I think that there's probably a lot of people that are also in the Kanye West that also happen to like Attack on Titan, right? I don't think those two things are mutually exclu-
0: <laughs> That's exclusive. True. We exist. We'd like both. We exist. So
1: I think this could be an interesting topic for anybody out there, because what you're listening to is two nerds nerd out about something just because it's not an anime or a video game doesn't mean it's not the same type of content. And I think you might enjoy it anyway, even if you don't listen to Kanye West. That's my defense.
0: I I fuck with that. I mean, first of all, if you don't listen to Kanye West, you know, understandable music is subjective, but you probably should be listening to Kanye West because he's one of the greatest artists of all time. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. Um I know his music has changed a lot over the years, but that's just kind of like the beauty of him. And if you can't tell by now, I am a Kanye Stan, so he could do no wrong for me. I um even, even his worst projects I still they're still just better than like ninety nine percent of the music out there that I would not listen to. so
1: I um I wouldn't say I'm a Kanye Stan. I'm definitely a big fan of Kanye West. Yeah. However, I've gone back and forth and I've thought a lot about it. I've thought in depth about certain things that I think we'll talk about later. Um, And I do think that certain aspects of Kanye West get a bad rap, but they only get a bad rap because I don't think anybody's given it the chance to really think about it. Um, Because I think something that commonly gets said about Kanye West is that he's crazy. And when somebody says someone's crazy, they're able to just dismiss anything that person says because they're crazy. But the thing is, crazy people are still trying to say something, whether or not you understand it. When a crazy person says something, they're still trying to say something. And I think flat out dismissing it might not be the right answer.
0: I also think that crazy people are the ones who push the world forward, whether it's for the better or for the worse. But Getting. if you think about it, historically, people who are quote unquote crazy uh, tend to push the envelope and change things or like get things to evolve. And Kanye is definitely one of those people with the sound of music, production, things that people never would have thought were possible to do. You know, he's his sampling. I feel like Kanye West, his sampling skills are just next level, but he's contributed a lot to music and also to fashion. Right. I mean, the the, Yeezy I'm not seasons, as knowledgeable
1: on his fashion contributions, but I know that the Yeezys fucking have lines. You so. see them
0: everywhere. I mean, you literally, they're just everywhere now. And he said that, that was his dream. And so he has a lot of influence, um, but people did call him crazy and still continue to call him crazy. But he's, he's he's one of those people who like in the moment he does sound crazy when he says certain things like his hot takes but then they kind of age well it's, it's really weird like for example his album yeezus when it first dropped a lot of people were kind of like what is this it seems a little off a little weird and then when you listen to yeezus now especially with all the shit that's going on in america with like police brutality and things like that and you listen to yeezus now it, it kind of makes more sense now than it did in 2013 when it originally released
1: I um I agree. I have a point to make on that somewhat similar. It's not directly related to Yeezus, but I'll get to it. Yeah. Uh, I do agree with what you're saying. Overall, I still... We were talking about this the other day. I still... Yeezus is probably his weakest project for me, but there's two tracks on there that I absolutely love. Blood on the Leaves and um, Bound 2, I think, are fucking incredible. So even though... Most of Yeezus, I don't enjoy listening to. I do agree that there is messages messaging in there and there's things he's trying to say, but sonically, I don't enjoy listening to most of it. But Bound To and Blood on the Leaves are fucking amazing.
0: Yeah, it's weird because Yeezus, Yeezus isn't in like my top five Kanye projects, but it has what I consider to be the best Kanye song, which is Blood on the Leaves. Like, I think that that song is literally his best song. But It's, it's amazing. The album as a whole... Um, I don't know. Let's see where I would rank this. So we got to let's get some let's get into the meat of this episode. Okay. Uh, how would you rank? I'm looking at a list of all of his albums here.
1: I'm bringing up like a Kanye West tier list maker. <laughs> so I can okay. like look at a tier list and actively like make it or something.
0: Yeah, no, that's cool. So I guess I'm going to start ranking them. Uh, the easy one for me is my Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is number one. I don't think that that's like surprise. It's not even, surprise it's not even close. No, it's.
1: For me, it's not even close. Like yeah, it's, it's easily number one. Yeah, it's one of the main reasons the I want to talk about this today.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is like I mean, that's the I and mean, when you guys hear it, that is the, also the intro of this episode is us fucking singing the intro to the album. The album is insane, no skips, some of the best production ever. The song Runaway is amazing. The visual that came out with the album is amazing. I don't know if you've seen it, but there's like a 30-minute visual that Kanye dropped uh Actually, with my beautiful drug Twisted Fantasy. That. And I feel like and I don't. I don't know how inspired maybe Beyonce was by it, but I feel like after after he dropped that, Beyonce started dropping like all her projects since then have been visual projects, uh, kind of like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy was, and I just love how like obviously Kanye stands for Beyonce and Beyonce, I feel like she also stands for him too because it just seemed obvious to me that right after that, everything that she dropped was just a visual masterpiece and like had a video, a long movie type thing to go with it, um, but this. My say, twist of fantasy is number one for sure.
1: I, yeah, I also want to say on the topic of that album, um, you said no skips, and for me that re- like it's thirteen tracks long. It is an hour and eight minutes. I can consistently, hundreds of times, no exaggeration since it's come out, have put that album on from track one and just let the whole thing play.
0: Yeah,
1: um, every single song. Either the whole first of all, the album as a whole does tell a story in a, in a somewhat of a interesting way. But the album has a progression as it's from where it starts and where it goes. Yeah, and every song is either has they all have great production. A lot of them have really great bars, like really good rapping. Some of his best rapping on any of his projects. Um, and then they also have great, great themes. My favorite track on that album, personally, is Blame Game. And I love
0: that because of the Chris Rock skit. Oh my god. The Chris Rock skit
1: at the end, but if I can go on to a small tangent, uh Blame Game is one of like his most emotional, I think, written songs. You can hear and feel the pain in that song. And it's one of his most relatable songs, I think, because almost everybody has been in a relationship, and then you've also have broken up, right? Like nobody, most people aren't with the first person they fell in love with. And you get in arguments, you play the blame game, and it's like two people that really care about each other. But you guys are so close that you end up hurting each other and you blame each other for things you don't even really necessarily mean to. It's just like a really emotional song. And I think really it's like I think it's a really vulnerable song and it's Kanye at his most vulnerable. And then also when you look at the outro to the song, the Chris Rock skit that you mentioned, it's a it's a hilarious skit. But I think a lot of people might gloss over the fact that you're listening to that skit from Kanye's perspective as if he's listening to the woman he loves and she's he's she's listening to a guy talk to her and how everything he's done for this woman and this other guy is sort of gaining from it like he's currently in love with this woman, and this other guy is like, oh my god, like Kanye leveled you up like you bought me a watch, thanks. and you know I mean? like he's actively listening to like the guy that he's being cheated on with. You know, just rant. And um, I don't know. I just think it's a very vulnerable song. And I and the lyrics, the singing, the chorus, the skit, e- the whole song comes together to just be fucking incredible. I'm going
0: to pull up the lyrics to Blame Game because I so one of the things that I always do is I like to sing a lot. If anyone knows me, they know I'm a little fucking jukebox, but I'm going to spare you guys on a podcast any of my singing outside of our ridiculous intros. Um, <laughs> but there's like some really good lines in here that i wanted to uh kind of bring up so there's the one part it's like in the beginning i'll call you bitch for short as a last resort in my first resort you call me motherfucker for long at the end of it you know we both are wrong and i like that's like the pretty much the opening of the song and i just love i don't know something about that i just love it so much because it explains how you get into an argument with somebody you really care about obviously we've all been there and you say some really fucked up shit like you just and- go and- You only say the
1: worst things to the people you care about the most. Oh, absolutely.
0: Because you know them the most. It's, it's yeah. Yeah, it's actually really good. I call, as a last resort and my first resort. I call you bitch for short. As my last resort and my first resort. Like, immediately. That's the first thing I do to disrespect you. And, uh, yeah, but at the end of it, we know we both are wrong. It's just really good. I don't know. I don't know who writes all of Kanye's music. I know he doesn't write all of his raps and stuff like that, but... My take on that, and then we could have a whole discussion about that as well, but like, I don't really care, honestly, when it comes to music, who is writing the music. Like, I agree. It doesn't.
1: Nobody, it's only in rap. Now, here's the thing for me, it, de- it depends on what kind of rapper you are. Yes,
0: I agree. I know what but you're about it's, to say.
1: it is only in rap that anybody cares about the writer. Yeah. We all know Beyonce probably doesn't write 40% of her no. music. No.
0: Rihanna doesn't write all her music. Beyonce Rihanna, doesn't write all her music. Yeah
1: singers don't ever get the whole you didn't write this it's only rappers and for me if it's like if i found out eminem didn't write his raps eminem would be worthless to me right yeah. like eminem would be worth or kendrick lamar if kendrick lamar didn't write his raps yeah he's certain rappers rapper. pride
0: themselves on being lyricists like j cole jay-z yes. kendrick eminem like they're lyricists they pride themselves on being lyricists so it only makes sense that if you're going to pride yourself on being a lyricist that you wrote the lyrics.
1: Yes. Whereas Kanye, he's more so just about the the music as a whole project. And he does write. He just doesn't write all of it. And I honestly, like you said, I don't really care specifically what he writes because it was still his vision. He he still chose to include those lines. Like that entire project is what he put together. You know what I mean? And it's like, this is the message I'm sending. So
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. I um also think that the way Kanye delivers his lines is really good. It's really art, you know, artistic. Like the way he says certain things, um, it's just cool. There's this there's all types of play. He laughs sometimes in between bars to kind of like bridge yeah. them together. It, it's I don't know. It's just it's just art. All of it's just fucking art. And you don't necessarily have to be the person who wrote the music to uh to appreciate. It. Also, like obviously his production quality is insane. And even if he's not the person, I know there's a lot of other producers that he collaborates with. So it's not just like Kanye produces all of his music either. But that's the thing about music; but it's a bunch he's of different things. The people. lead brain on the producing, yes, right?
1: because he knows Kanye, West, like. Kanye West is Kanye West because he was one of the best producers. Yeah, like, he made he made a uh, big pimpin. You know what I mean? Like he yes. made that beat,
0: an iconic beat that when it comes on, everyone knows exactly what it is.
1: Yes, but yeah, so. We're gonna move on talking about some of the uh, some of his other albums, but um, we'll most likely cycle back to all of these albums at some point. But yes, Blame Game. Just to wrap that up, I love that song, and if you've never heard it, go check it out. Like the the, the lyrics, the chorus. Even if you're not a Kanye fan or a rap fan, just listen to the words and the emotion in the song because I think it's something that anybody. That has ever had a heartbreak or just even been in yeah. love I mean, that's kind of like
0: the theme of the whole album too you have um, all of the lights which is also more of the same type of topic i just think that it, it, i don't i don't imagine most people have not heard my beautiful dark twisted fantasy if for some strange reason you haven't though just fucking listen to it from start to finish just put it on give it some volume i always recommend that you listen to music at the highest volume that you can tolerate it should be loud like, the, the loudest volume that you can tolerate, please listen to it. I don't think music is meant to be received <laughs> at a low volume. At least not, not hip-hop music. Like, hip-hop, it just doesn't do well low. It, it needs to be loud, I feel like. so. I agree. Um, but, okay, I'm going to give you my ranking for all of his albums real quick. And then you can tell me. Yeah, yours. go ahead. Go ahead. So, My Been Dark Twist of Fantasy is number one. Uh, Graduation is number two for me. I really love Graduation, No Skips after graduation uh, i really like the life of pablo but i'm gonna say it might donda is growing on me i know donda just came out it's been like two weeks since it's been out i feel like i like donda more than a life of pablo but I, I still think it needs to grow on me a bit so i'm gonna Quick go question is this the cover for donda donda is black it's just a the cover is just black okay it's not yeah
1: because the list i'm looking at because i know donda the cover i saw for donda was just straight black yeah what album is this is this an album what it's cover- this this wallpaper that we have? I'm sorry.
0: Oh no, this is not an album cover. This is just a this is just him at a uh. So when Donda was releasing, he did three release parties, like in a stadium, and this was just one of them.
1: Okay, because they might be using this on the on the list on the site I'm on. I think they're using this picture to represent Donda because I had that exact same picture. If you if you guys can't see because you're listening, it's like he has like a, a stocking over his head and he's got a big poofy red jacket. Yeah, uh, no. th- it's it's on this website as well. And I wasn't sure what it was supposed no, to be. Daniel
0: doesn't have a real album, album cover. The album cover is just black. It's, it's not black.
1: Yeah. All right, my bad.
0: So my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, graduation. That's number one and number two for me. And it like that's just set in stone. Like I'm not changing on that. That is just my favorite two Kanye West projects by far. Um Donda and Life of Pablo, third and fourth, interchangeable. I don't really care like how they end up. Most lists have Watch the Throne as a Kanye West project, even though it's a collaboration album with Jay-Z. If Wash the Throne is to be counted as like a Kanye West project, though, then it's easily in the top five for me because that is another album that I do not skip a single song. Like I don't have to skip anything on that entire album. Like Wash the Throne is a fucking masterpiece. I think that is one of the best rap albums ever made. It is lyrically insane. The wordplay that Jay-Z and Kanye bounce off each other is fucking nuts um but if if you want to say like wash the throne isn't in the kanye west albums because it's a collab album that's fine i can easily slide in late registration and i'm i'm okay with that um after late registration and college dropout 808s and heartbreaks uh yeezus then yay Ye will obviously have to come before jesus is king i think jesus is king is his like i don't want to say it's his worst project but like it is not the kind of music that i'm going to listen to um so for me, it is like the worst of all the albums that I've named. But it's not necessarily a bad album sonically. It sounds good. It sounds like yeah. a Kanye West project. So it sounds amazing. It's just that I don't really want to hear for you. it. Yeah, I just don't want to hear him singing about like his religion uh, a bunch. That's just not my thing. And Donda has a lot of that too. But Donda also is very clearly a rap album. Kanye is rapping on it again. And I think that that is like the best part about it. I'm I'm actually so... In love with the Donda project. It took me a, a second, like like two or three days before I really started to appreciate it. But I think that's just how music is. At least with me, it took it takes a while for me to really appreciate it. But I, I love the album, and it has a lot of the the religion and the Jesus stuff in it. But somehow Kanye has managed to like merge the sound that he's always had and evolve it and merge it with his new sound, which is like all of the religious stuff. And it just comes together fucking nice. It's just nice. It's like, it's like ultra light beam, the album. And I think ultra light beam is one of the best intros to that's a Kanye a good, project. It's a good intro. It's ultra light beam is so good. Like it's to the point where whenever I want my friends, sometimes we just break out into ultra light beam and we all just start fucking singing it. Like I don't, like out of nowhere, we'll just start doing the entire opening of the life of Pablo just for no reason. But yeah, that's my ranking. I think I got everything. Kids See Ghost, I don't really care about, like that's, these seven song, like albums, if you want to call them, like Yay and Kids See Ghost, they're just whatever. Like I don't really care about them. They're so far down on a list. The main ones are like, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, 808's and Heartbreak, Graduation, Late Registration, College Dropout, Wash the Throne, Jesus, The Life of Pablo, Donda. Those are like the main ones. Kids See Ghost, and Yay, and Jesus is King. Those are like, I, I, don't, I don't really care. Like I just really don't care about them. There's good songs on all three of them, but, I don't really need, like, I don't need any of those projects, honestly. Word. Um, okay,
1: so I'm going to jump in. Uh, first of all, I'm going to say that I have not listened to Jesus is King. Uh, I don't have much interest in listening to it. I probably won't ever listen to it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've never heard it. I don't care to hear it. Um, but My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, easy S tier for me. Like not, not even close, easy S tier. Uh, and then... I'm just going to kind of go with it with sort of a tier list type of way because that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Um, I actually have 808s next. Um, so I go Dark Fantasy and then 808s and Heartbreak. Uh, the thing about those two albums for me is that, well, okay, first, Dark Fantasy, 808s, and then the next three are fucking, I don't care. They're interchangeable from college dropout, late registration, and graduation. All three of them occupy like a similar spot. I, kind of grew up with those albums like college dropout came out when i was a kid i'm gonna say i was like seventh grade or sixth grade i don't know i don't remember the exact age yeah i was a kid when college dropout came out and i grew up with what came like college dropout and i listened to it all the fucking time and then i remember late registration coming out and i want to say early high school and i want to say graduation came out like late high school i don't remember the exact dates but
0: I have the date. So college dropout came out in 04, late registration came out in 05, and then graduation came out in 07.
1: Yeah. So I was I want to say eighth grade for college dropout, going to like ninth grade. I was basically between eighth and eleventh grade as those songs as those albums came out. I grew up with those albums, and so they're just so grouped to me. Because first of all, even though they do Kanye's sound evolves on each album. Those three albums sound like Kanye. Before 808s, Kanye had a sound. He had a sound, and those three albums kind of fit into that, that sound, whereas 808s completely broke that sound and started the trend of every Kanye album, him sort of trying a new sound. But Before that, you wouldn't really argue that there's a drastically different sound between his first three albums, but all three of them, I think, are easy A-tier albums. Like They are stellar albums. I can listen to all of them, no skips. Uh, 808s I love a lot because it was him completely switching his sound. A lot of people hating on him at first for doing it and him completely pulling it off. I want to say changing the scope of what's acceptable in rap music going forward and him pulling off incredibly. It's not like he tried a different sound and it failed. He tried a different sound and it was fucking amazing. And so 808s I like a lot and then obviously Dark Fantasy. After that, if you had asked me 2 weeks ago or whenever Donda came out, my opinion on Life of Pablo, I would have it pretty low. But around the time Donda came out, I listened to it and I wanted to go back and listen to all the other all of Kanye's projects again, and I re-listened to Life of Pablo and I learned something that I didn't know. I listened to Life of Pablo when it first came out. When it first came out, it just wasn't mixed for some reason. Like I don't he released it unfinished or something, but he released it and if if you don't know this, he released The Life of Pablo and over the next couple months, he like patched it. Like he would re-upload it, remix the songs, remaster the songs, and just update them. And I didn't know that at the time. I listened to when it first came out and it, it I didn't like it. Um the mixing and the sound of a lot of the songs didn't really flow yeah. with me.
0: It's what I would call a living album. It like literally, like you said, it got patched. He kept updating it throughout the life of the album, which was really interesting that something like that would happen. It's kind of like how we play video games and yeah. they just keep changing or updating them. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what happens. It's like a living album. It, it,
1: and yeah. So when it first dropped, I was not feeling, I did not like it. Like yeah. I was not feeling life of Pablo two weeks ago or whenever Donda came out. Cause I don't know the exact date. Donda came out like two or three weeks I, now. Yeah. That's when I re- went and re-listened to it and I listened to life of Pablo again. I didn't skip a song. Like I listened to the whole, I was like, holy yep. shit. Like It's really good. Yeah, and then so that's what made me check because I listened to it and I was like, "Am I tripping?" Because I liked basically every song, and that's when I learned that it got kind of remastered over time. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I didn't know any of that. But anyway, Life of Pablo really good. Um, and then yeah, I agree. Watch the Throne, whether or not you want to count it or not, Watch the Throne I have right there, probably right after Life of Pablo. Um, yay! It's the seven song EP. I like it. I'm I'm not in love with it, but it's cool. And then uh, and then I would say Yeezus. Like I said earlier, Yeezus is not kind of Jesus the King because I haven't heard it. Yeezus is the least interesting album to me. I don't like it sonically, other than Blood on the Leaves and Bound 2. Um, but musically, I don't enjoy listening to it. Although I have listened to the whole album straight through multiple yeah, times.
0: I have too. I like I like it. I'm not going to lie. I do like Yeezus. Uh I just, I really hate the screaming. That's like the one thing. It's like- ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I am a god, and it's just one, it's really one song, mainly, like, I am a god. I can't deal with the screaming that happens. I like to listen to my music extremely loud, and when you listen to your music loud, it comes through your headphones, it bleeds. And people sitting next to me, like, if I'm on a train, or if I'm on a a plane, um, or if I'm just out in public walking around, the idea of, literally, first of all, I don't want to hear someone screaming in my ears, period. So, and then imagine, like, other people looking at me while they hear that shit coming out of my head, like, what the fuck are you listening to? Yeah, it's ridiculous. But... The album does have a lot. Of, like, Hold My Liquor is amazing to me. I can hold my liquor when these <laughs> bitches can handle me. Like, I, I love it. Like, <laughs> it's so good. Um, Yeah, there's there's that one funny line. Like, then her auntie came over, a skinny bitch with no shoulders, telling you <laughs> that I'm bogus. It's like, bitch, you don't even know us.
1: Fucking Yeezus.
0: But no, like, Yeezus, Yeezus is good. I want to pull up the track list of Yeezus and say what I like. So give me a second.
1: Okay. Yeah, I um, like I said, I've said it multiple times now. But while he's pulling up the track list, not that the pod, not that the audio version of the podcast will hear this part. But
0: so, okay, oh, there you go. I'm gonna go through the track list real quick. Tom Filler, baby. You got, you can hear me, right? Everything's good. Yeah, yeah
1: I can hear. You, I can hear you. Okay,
0: so we got on site. That song's good. Black Skinhead, head, very good. In fact, I went to a fashion show. One of my first ever fashion shows that I've ever like sat and watched in person. Uh, Black Skinhead was how the guy opened up the show, and it was fucking amazing, like, seeing models walk to that song, because it has, like, that really rock sound to it, Um, Black Skinhead. And then I Am A God, which I I can pass on that song, even though I I definitely say hurry up with my damn croissants a lot. Me and my (laughs) friends just randomly fucking say If we go to Dunkin' Donuts for any reason, and we get to the drive-thru, it's just (laughs) hurry up with my damn croissants, like, immediately. So we just... It's a rant, but we still like the song. But as soon as it gets to the yelling, we skip it. Um, New Slaves, really good song. Hold My Liquor, amazing. I'm in it, amazing. Blood on the Leaves, I think that's Kanye's absolute best song. Uh, Guilt Trip, another really good song. Send It Up, good song. Bound to, good song. So I like everything on this album. I don't think I have a single song that I like with skip. Um, I guess the thing is, damn, this, album, this album is just so... This is the problem with Kanye, though this album is actually so amazing. The more I look at the track list and it actually aged really well. I was saying earlier to Kenny that initially the Yeezus album, when it first dropped was a little out there in 2013, but it has aged so fucking well with everything that's going on. And when I'm looking at these songs, like they still ring true, like new slaves, black skinhead on site. Like all of these songs are still very like relevant today. Um, and that's, that's that's just one of the beauties of this album is that it's still, it just, I don't know, it it not only did it hold up, it just aged better over time. It just got better to me. Like the more I look at this and the more I think about the songs and what they're saying, I like it more now than I did when it first dropped. When it first dropped, he was coming off of My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. I think the problem with Jesus is that it's the album after My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. If you don't count, watch the throne. So like that's its biggest sin it'll always be coming after his best album ever and one of the best albums of anyone ever. Like that For is, me, it's
1: its biggest sin is that I fucking lost 30% of my hearing while I was listening to it. Yeah, it's very it's a very <laughs> loud
0: one. But you know what? And this could be a cultural thing. And when I say cultural, I mean like black culture. I feel like there is a part of this album that definitely catered towards black people. I think that's like obvious, right? Like that's not even...
1: Like yeah, a surprise.
0: Yeah. Like it, it very clearly, at least these first couple songs, like obviously when you when you title a song New Slaves and Black Skinhead, like obviously the song is very it's it's a take on our culture, like black culture. So it resonates differently with me and probably other black people because of that reason. But like again, this album is still fucking fantastic to me. It just I just hate when he starts screaming and I am a god. I think that's like the, the only thing I really don't like about it.
1: I um Yeah, there's, there's, I'm going to, I'm going to revisit that point. There's, there's certain, there's a lot of things that we've said that's been kind of linked together that I want to revisit in a little bit. So I'm going to revisit that.
0: Yeah. Uh, All right. So let's, all right. So that's, that's pretty much like eases. And that's your, that's also your tier, your tier list. Um, Yeah. yeah, Basically
1: dark fantasy, 808s. You can fucking put graduation, um, late registration and college dropout all together. I don't really care where, which one you want to say goes first. To me, they're just like all fucking perfect, and they're all together. Um, after that, would be Life of Pablo, then Watch the Throne, uh, then Yay, then Jesus. I think I got everything.
0: So, okay, so you have Life of Pablo above Watch the Throne.
1: Um, yes. So I think so. I have I have Life of Pablo above Watch the Throne, but I would have them in the same tier.
0: If that okay. Makes sense. Okay. They're okay. In, That's fine. They're That's in the fine. same it's, tier. Yeah.
1: But I have Life of Pablo above, and I'll say why real quick. Life of Pablo I think is a better vibe album. Um I can listen to Life of Pablo and it's just like it's got a really good vibe all the way through. Like it's a chill album. Yeah. Um I like the way it sounds a lot. Lyrically it's not his best work. I don't I don't think it's really close to his best work. Yeah, yeah, I agree with but that. But it sounds really really good. Whereas Watch the Throne he's fucking spitting and Jay-Z is also spitting. Yeah. Um It's but, very lyrical. Because of those lyrics, it's more of an exciting album. So if you want to sit down and relax, um, it's not a good album for that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's there's songs on there. But obviously, the thing about music, it's very subjective. You
1: ain't sitting down and relaxing to Neighbors in Paris.
0: (laughs) Not you calling it Neighbors in Paris. All
1: right. You ain't relaxing (laughs) to Neighbors in Paris.
0: Oh, God. Hold on. All
1: right. If there was no video evidence of this podcast, I could get away with it. I'm not. Tr- I'm not risking shit. Yeah, no,
0: don't. Don't you dare <laughs> risk it. So I think. All right, I'm going to go. Th- I'm. I'm opening up Watch the Thrones track list. So, lift off. The song that has the beautiful, great Beyonce, just fucking. Damn, is that the intro? No, the intro is no Church in a Wild.
1: Okay, I was about to say, I don't remember Beyonce being on
0: the intro. No, no, no. I'm just going, like, I'm not going to go down the track list. I'm just going to choose the songs that I feel like are, like, a, a vibe where I I just kind of relax and listen to. So, Lift Off is one you. of them. I yep. love, like, we're going to take you to the moon, take you to the stars. I I love just the sound of that. And then, like, how calm and funny the rapping is in that one. Uh, New Day is a is a nice, like, slow kind of vibe. New Day is really nice. Let's see. Uh, it. Yeah, it pretty much gets like er, er, no church in a while is kind of like a low, like it's not, it's not like a uppity kind of song. It's definitely more on a low brow type of type of vibe with no church in a while. But after that, yeah, Otis, obviously, niggas in <laughs> Paris, obviously, like those songs gotta have it. That's my bitch. Like, uh, who gonna stop me? Who I gonna play, stop
1: me? Huh?
0: <laughs> who gonna stop me? Is so. Crazy when you're driving. So one time I was driving to uh, an ARG event with my friend Drew. We're driving in his car, doing a hundred miles per hour, going to Atlantic City. He almost
1: died. Listen We to that. were blasting
0: who gonna, <laughs> who gonna stop. I'm just being honest. Like he was doing a hundred, like straight up a hundred. And I was I was happy he was doing hundred because for for mind you, there was no one on the road. We we drove there, it had to be like 6 a.m. when we left my house in Philly. And Literally no one was around. this is the only reason we were doing the fucking the absolute most on the, on the road, but whatever uh, we we blasted, washed the throne and when who Gonna stop me came on, when I tell you that that song when you're driving extremely fast and blasting it, it just does something to you. I don't recommend this to anyone. I don't want to get anyone hurt, but it is an experience like it's it's a fucking experience. Let me just say that who gonna stop me the loudest you can handle and the fastest you can drive <laughs> I don't know that sounds. Fucking fraser wild. made
1: mistakes so you don't have to okay yes mistake his word yes. for it
0: <laughs> oh so good but wait here's the thing i'm confused about wash the me. throne i feel like this this album i feel like it's really long but i'm looking at this track list and it's only nah. has 12
1: wash the throne is not long
0: it only has 12 songs on here this
1: yes is I, that right uh, as far as i know that is correct wash okay. the throne was never long
0: Oh, Maybe, okay, let me just check my library on Apple Music real quick. I want to see what my Watch the Throne has, because you know sometimes they be having like the bonus track. Like an Apple bonus track, yeah. I think I listen to the deluxe version every time. Okay, my Watch the Throne has 16 tracks. So, the tracks that are missing, um, it looks like Ham, Primetime, The Joy, Illus Motherfucker Alive. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised that these are not, I didn't know that they were not on the original project, but like, those songs, to me, are the part of the reason why I have watched the Throne so high. Like, Prom Time is crazy. Ham, like, him and Jay-Z literally go ham. <laughs> like, they literally they go do. ham. Uh, they snap. Also, Ellis Motherfucker Alive, that beat. Like, I don't know who made, I'm assuming Kanye, but I don't know who actually made that fucking beat for Ellis Motherfucker Alive. But that shit, it makes me feel, I used to listen to that before a YCS started. And I felt that shit. Like, it was motherfucker alive. Like, I'm about to body this event. Like, I'm about to really, like, go out here and own some shit. This this, this album is amazing. I, Watch the Throne, <laughs> honestly, it might be one of my favorite albums. Like, top five albums for me of all time, just in general. Like, like Watch the Throne is that good to me. Like, as far as rapping. It's rap really good. General, it's so good. I mean, it has two of the best rappers or artists on it. And unlike. The recent years, where every every rapper has pretty much been collaborating a lot with each other. A lot of these albums, that when that happens, they don't sound too good. Um, for whatever reason, it's just like you throw two people on air, like you'll throw little baby, and I don't know, pick any other artist because it seems like he's been just doing a fucking album with everyone lately.
1: I get little baby and dull baby, little baby
0: and dull baby. Let's just yeah, (laughs) it just doesn't like a lot of it just doesn't sound very good. You would expect it to because separately the artists, I love them, but then when you hear a song or a project together it's like why does this this just doesn't work it just seems forced something about it it's like yes, there's no you need the chem- right chemistry there you go chemistry because jay and kanye are fucking well back in the day especially we're very close He is a song my big brother it's about jay-z right like that is yep literally about jay my so,
1: big brother was big right, I'm done. Yep. um so <laughs>
0: So I mean, there's chemistry between them too. So when they made an album, it wasn't like I'm just making an album with the other artist who's also super hot right now, and we're just going to form our sounds on each other. It's like no, I've been producing for Jay for a decade, and or like however long, I've been producing for Jay for a very long time, and we've been cool for a very long time. So there's natural chemistry there. It's not just like I'm just choosing this artist who's hot because little like little baby and the baby and all those like they're obviously. Right now, some of the biggest names in music. But when you just kind of force them together, you don't exactly get the best projects.
1: So I want to say real quick on something you mentioned about how short Watch the Throne is. Even with the bonus tracks, it's still roughly an hour. That's one of the things that's holding me back on Donda. So now I've only listened to Donda once. I haven't listened to it more than once. Part of the reason why I haven't listened to it more than once is that album is two hours long and not only is it 2 hours long it's just a slow album um i haven't been able like when i listen to it so i, I want to say that first of all i do not think the the songs are bad but none of them i won't say none of them but seldomly was i captured by them like they were just kind of on and they didn't really bring me in like they were very sort of just i don't know they were just kind of on um the songs didn't really bring me in um <laughs> And then at one point I was like, man, this album is still going. Like, yeah, It's really it's long. two hours long. And I just was kind of bored by it. Like I didn't, wasn't all that interested. And then there is one thing in the album that very much annoyed me. Did he not tell, cause this album has a lot of features. Did he not tell them that this album was going to be censored? So that's very jarring.
0: So yeah, the album is censored. There's no cursing on it. And, and when uh,
1: Kiss starts spazzing and Kiss gets censored every other second, It's like, it feels really
0: jarring. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I actually don't know the answer to that question. Like, did he tell them that it was going to be censored? I highly doubt that. I highly doubt. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think he wanted them to go in and whatever raw emotion, whatever raw lyrics they they decided to put out into the world, I I think he wanted that to be authentic. Because when you tell somebody before they write or before they are featured, however the process works. I'm going to censor any curse words or any time you say nigga or like whatever, right? If -hmm. you tell them that, I feel like that affects the creative process because I would write around it. I would just write. So if you tell me I'm going to censor you, I'm not going to use those words at all.
1: Yes, yes. But I kind of wish – I get what you're saying. But I wish he did tell them because I think a lot of these rappers are creative. So for example –
0: They are creative enough to do it, yeah. Creative enough
1: to do it. My favorite song on the album is um, Jesus Lord. Jesus yes. Lord is the album is the song featuring Jay Electronica. Jay Electronica fucking spazzes and he doesn't get censored a single time because he doesn't curse. I feel like he might have knew told Jay Electronica, like hey. Right. You know what I mean? Because I, like, like yeah, I,
0: I feel like not everyone knew, and clearly some people did know. Yes. I'll even say this as a as kind of like proof of that or something to substantiate that claim. Uh, Chris Brown got taken off the album, except for some background vocals that he does on one song. Yeah, I
1: heard he was angry. I didn't know the full story, but I heard he was like spazzing about that. He was very angry.
0: But have you heard? So Chris Brown leaked his actual verse that he was singing on, and he's just talking about drugs and sex and crazy shit. I mean, it, sh- it doesn't fit Donda. So when you listen to does the album, yes. When you listen to Donda, oh. you can very clearly tell what kind of album this is. It is. It's not the uh, fuck a bitch. Kill a nigga get money album it's just not that but chris brown was very clearly in that bag or like the i'm sleeping with a bunch of women I'm i want her and her it, it's very like his verse was just that it doesn't fit and then the same thing with soldier boy soldier boy's uh verse got cut and when you listen to it it's also on the big draco's guns a blazing just a, a bunch of nonsense that kind of like it will fit on a different project but not this one it just it doesn't fit, go yeah With a vibe, so I think Kanye cut those two verses because they literally just don't go. Um, Yeah,
1: yeah. But yeah. That being said, I do wish, I do kind of just wish these people he worked with, he just let them know because yeah,
0: because what what there's no harm really in telling them hey, the vibe for this album is this. uh, So like, can you keep it in this pocket maybe?
1: Yeah, because I think if you told Jadakiss the locks as a whole, I I I know I said Jadakiss multiple times, but on Jesus Lord Part Two something i thought was odd about that by the way jesus lord part two which is the last song on the album at least on the version i have i don't know if there's a deluxe version um he it just replays jesus lord again like it's just kanye's verse again it's the same jay Electronica verse it's not a different verse but then the locks come on and when you get to the locks they're just like every other word is censored yeah um and it's just like it's really jarring. That's the
0: only song like that, though. Where yeah, is a lot of yeah. That one, that
1: one goes hard, yeah.
0: Because even off the grid, uh, I believe it's Fabio Forens on that song, and he just destroys. Like he goes, yeah, he, ham, he, he raps. It.
1: I don't know he, who that guy is, but he raps his ass
0: off. He's really, really good. I, I'm pretty sure he's a New York rapper. Um, I don't listen to his music outside of you know what what he's did on the Kanye project, and I might have heard like one of her single from them. But I'm not going to say like I'm a Fabio foreign fan or anything like that because generally I just kind of stick to the people like I listen to a lot of Future, Travis Scott, Jay, Kanye, Beyonce, like uh, who else? Rihanna. Like I'm a very like mainstream like Drake. Like obviously got to say Drake, um, Little Baby. Like I listen to like a lot of the mainstream artists, especially right now. And every once in a while I'll go go back to something else. But like for the most part I listen to a lot of the mainstream people and the newer the newer artists I don't really get too into. So like, I know Fabio Porn is like relatively new. I don't really know him that well yet. I haven't listened to like a solo project from him. I'm again, into like money bag, but yeah, I don't know him that well, but he fucking ripped off the grid and it's not a bunch of, it's not a bunch of censoring on that track. It's just him going ham. So I feel like either he knew or I don't know, he's just good at not, I guess not using things that Kanye was going to censor. It's, it's weird. It's, I feel like he knew, though. I just feel like he knew. I feel like some people knew and some people didn't. Like I feel like Chris Brown had no idea. He had no fucking clue. He had (laughs) not
1: not an idea. I feel like
0: Chris Brown had no idea. But Um,
1: So right now, if if you noticed, I didn't rank Donda when I gave my ranking because I've only listened to it once. I don't think it would be fair to rank it.
0: Yeah, Um, I agree. I I love that you said that because I I do have a problem. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I have to say that's fine. I have a really big problem with people that night Donda and certified loverboy came out calling both those albums trash. I fucking despise that. That like it's just corny. It just makes you a fucking corny human being because you didn't actually listen to the project enough to really judge it. Like listening to something either once or just halfway through and then be like, "Oh, this is trash." It you're not a real person. Like you're just not a real <laughs> fucking person. Like you didn't digest it at all. You just wanted to fucking get your take out on the internet. I get it. Everyone wants to state their crazy opinion. Just the reason why we have a fucking podcast in the first place, but True. like, I just think it's one thing to like state an opinion, but it's really it, it. You don't do yourself justice, and you definitely don't do the artist any justice when you just say things like that without actually taking the time to take in the art. Like, you did Digest, not take yeah. in the art the night it came out. You listened to four songs off Adonda of and four songs off a of Certified Lover Boy and said, "This is trash."
1: Yeah, I um, I really like digesting music. I'm a like I said, a pretty big music nerd, specifically in rap but there's other genres that i've really nerd out about but it's more so i don't know like just as a random example this isn't really relevant to kanye but in terms of singing something i really like is when someone is just singing their ass off and by singing their ass off i mean when they don't even have to be a good singer but it's when you hear the passion when it's like they're just like fucking singing and it's passionate it's not even necessarily good singing they're not like hitting all these notes mariah carey could hit but you just you hear the singing um, shit like that gets me really excited. Anyway, in rapping, I really like digesting the the beat, the songs, the story. um and I can admittedly say, I've only listened to Donda once, and so I don't want to rank it yet. Uh, yeah. but my initial impression, my first listen impression was that it didn't capture me. I was kind of bored, and it felt really, really, really long. It's his longest project. Most of his projects are between like forty and seventy minutes. Yeah. this is this is like a uh, an hour forty, I think. Hour fifty, it's so very long. It, it so it's hard to listen to a second time, right? So I will, I will get around to listen to it more. But it, what it mainly did was make me sort of amped up and excited to go listen to all of his other shit, which is what I did. Like right afterwards, I went and just listened to his whole catalog again, and just was been spamming it, and kind of fell in love with the life of Pablo. Because, like I said, I wasn't really feeling that until recently, uh, based on my initial first listen, however many years ago, I think twenty sixteen or twenty. 17 um
0: so, so yeah can i give you a guide to donda then sure uh i love donda like i said i listened to it a lot in the last two weeks the first week it came out it's the only music i listened to the entire next seven days until drake dropped his album then i note, i'm
1: sorry to cut you off just in case anybody doesn't know and you're like what the fuck even is donda why does Kanye make random donda was the name of his mom so yes. That's why the album's called Donda. If you don't know, Kanye's mom passed yep. away a couple years ago.
0: So uh, if I had to give a guide to Donda, because like there's a lot of good music on this. I do think that some of it can go. Uh, but the very first song, delete it. The, the, <laughs> like the very first when you start the album, you can listen to it the first time. Like I listened to it the very first. You time. mean the heartbeat one? The, the, yeah, the Donda chant where he's just someone saying Donda over and over. Delete that shit. Yeah. Do you, you know, know what I that is that? though? Right, I, I do know. I know yeah, everything yeah. about it. It's literally his mom's dying heartbeat. It's also the number like how long she was alive. Like they say it that yeah. number of times. It's that whole thing. I get it. it but it's so that's great. That but only person who appreciates that is Kanye though. That's like, true. That's true. That shit is weird and kinda low key creepy to anyone else. So great for Kanye on the Donda chant. It um, is like
1: emotional and interesting, but it's it's not. You know, you don't really want to listen to it. No,
0: it's not something that I ever want to hear again. I heard it once. I will never I never want to hear that again. So Don the chant, I say start off, delete that. The the first song on the album is actually Jail. Jail is the first yeah, song, yeah. and it's the one with Jay-Z. Jail's fucking amazing. Um, so I think listen to jail. Uh God breathed is pretty good. Off the grid is insane. Hurricane, I think, is the best song on the album. I like another song more. But I think Hurricane is actually the best song on the album. It's the song with the weekend. That's an
1: interesting take. For some, go ahead, keep going.
0: Okay, so Hurricane, I think is the best song on the album. Like musically, the weekend and the production is next level. The weekend's voice, I mean, just he just. The weekend's sound... one
1: of my favorite artists.
0: He sounds beautiful on this on note, song.
1: My favorite song on um, The Life of Pablo is "Fuck My Life" featuring Let's the weekend.
0: Wish I would go ahead and fuck my life up. Can't let them get to me. I love that song. It's so uh, good. I'm such a Kanye fan. But yeah, so Hurricane is absolute nuts. Praise God has Travis Scott on it. I've never sung, and I think it has a Baby Keem. Uh, Travis Scott is one of my favorite artists. So Praise God is a is an instant win for me. Uh, the song Jonah is amazing. So at this point, I have no skips after Don the chant. It goes Jail, God Breathe, Off the Grid, Hurricane, Praise God, Jonah, OK, OK. OK, OK is my favorite song on the album. Like right now, in my, I changed my favorite song throughout the, my period of listening to, me, listening to an album. But right now, like if you ask me what song on this album do I like the most, it's OK, OK. I fucking love it. I love Little Yachty's part. I love OK, OK, part one and part two because there's a part two on it. Yadi, a couple part twos on this album. Yachty ripped this fucking song. I don't know. I didn't know Yachty could rap like this. I, I just didn't know he had it in him. <laughs> but there's a bar where he says, like, tell you a story with a bad ending, because I'm not a Seuss. And he says, like, he j- I don't know. I don't even want to fuck it up. He just goes in. The way he delivers the lines is crazy to me. Okay, okay is nuts. So, another no skip. Uh, Junior. This song I like a lot. This is more of a playful type of song. It's just, like, Kanye constantly saying Junior Watanabe on my... And that's a, that's a fashion designer. A lot of people, I feel like, don't really know Junior Watanabe. So, like, I am really big into fashion. So I see it every time I'm shopping on essence or Mr. Porter or Barney's or Saks. Like the, des- when I sort by designer, I always see junior Watanabe and I always look at the collection that he has. But like, I've never actually purchased anything from junior Watanabe. I just kind of see it. And it's like, okay, it's like interesting, but not my thing. And now Kanye is about to make this fucking guy's work. Some of the hottest fucking fashion out there. I'm sure. Like everyone's probably it's just about great. to go up
1: in prices. Like Yu-Gi-Oh cards.
0: Oh, it's about to be so big but that song is really good. I don't think it's like crazy. It's just like that this is where it starts to get kind of like, all right, whatever. Believe what I say though, right after that is nuts. It's a song that samples Lauren Hill and that God song is, a is
1: huge Lauren Hill fan. He is.
0: But who isn't? Lauren Hill Miseducation of Lauren Hill is one of the best albums of all time. I'm pretty sure it won album of the year. It's just a fantastic album. So, who doesn't want to sample Lauren Hill every chance they get? But he samples Lauren Hill on Believe What I Say. Also, love the little there's like a guy that kind of comes in and does some poetry, and it's really beautiful. I don't believe what I say. And it, it, you know, him, him being uh divorcing from his wife, I feel like Kanye is speaking to that situation in this song, and it's really cool to me. Uh, so that's believe what I say. 24 is also good, but it's very religious like, it's very I don't know, that kind of church sounding music. Remote Control, though, with Young Thug, amazing song. Moon, amazing song. Heaven and Hell is another kind of church song, but at the same time, Heaven and Hell has... The beat to it is so good to me that I just never skip it. I actually love it. But then when I I listen to the lyrics, like, the lyrics of that song are actually very, uh, again, like, theological, you know, on Heaven and Hell. But that's what you would expect from a song called Heaven and Hell. I want to do a quick
1: side note. um, Because you and me have, like... I do not say dog, but we've said multiple times, like Jesus, is a King is on a thing. Uh, I just want to state like, I, if it's not clear, I am not, I personally am not religious. I just not religious at all. That said, I've not kind of has always had religious songs. I yes. think Jesus walk is a great song. For yes. example,
0: and ultra light beam,
1: ultra light beam is also a great song just because I'm not religious. Doesn't mean I can't listen to a religious song. I just don't want to listen to a gospel album. Yeah. Like, I can listen to a rapper rap about his religion.
0: Yes, this is different. Donda is but, not the same. But, this is not a gospel album. Like, this yeah, yeah. is just... Not, no, no, this,
1: this, is, this isn't a gospel album. Yeah,
0: and like, I noticed what you're saying, basically, is like, we don't really listen to Jesus is King. Like, I'll, I really won't listen to Jesus is King pretty much anymore. Like, I like two or three songs on it, but I don't even really go back to them. It's just not my thing. Um, but Donda is really a hip-hop album. Like, it is... That also the amount of features he has on there's so many features on his album.
1: Yeah, it's a hip hop album that just happens to be themed around Christianity. Yeah. Um, but it's not necessarily gospel rap. Yeah.
0: So after Heaven and Hell is the second song that I that I kinda just delete. Donda. It's kind of funny. So both the songs that have Donda in their name I just don't care for. Uh Donda Chant and Donda, song 15. I just don't need because the song Donda, it's not really even a song. Uh so I just I just pass on that one. Keep My Spirit Alive is good. Very emotional. Like a very emotional song. Can If you lost someone, or if you if experienced loss, it can bring tears to your eyes, honestly. Just the singing in that one. Uh, Jesus Lord, we already said. Lyrical Masterpiece, J Electronica. So J. Electronica,
1: good. his lyrics in that are fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I can't even say the one thing he says, but it's like double entendre and J Electronica in one word. He's like, he says like J Electronica like the way
0: he's, yeah, he's in, a, he just he's his wordplay is crazy. crazy he definitely rips that uh new again new again is okay tell division this is the song with pop smoke this is a skip for me i don't like this i don't like when people die and i just feel like people start to i don't know monetize it in a way it just i agree it doesn't feel authentic something about this song tell division just doesn't feel authentic i don't like it uh, it also sounds so the Pop Smoke's part sounds low quality. Like it doesn't yes. sound like anything else on the album. Nothing else on the album sounds as lo-fi as Pop Smoke's part.
1: Yeah. So what's awkward here is I agree with you. Like I'm in an awkward place where I do kind of enjoy it. Cause I I like the way Pop Mo yeah. Pop Smoke sounds. Like his album that came out, I thought was really good. I like the way his voice just sounds in general. And I do kind of like the way this song sounds, but also at the same time, I do agree that it does sound lower quality and I can't ever shake the feeling where it starts to feel weird where I'm like, but Kanye and pop so- smoke have done a song together. If pop smoke didn't die. So I don't know if they would have.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll say this. So I don't, yeah, we don't know one way or another. I will yeah. say this though. Kanye has this thing and I feel like a lot of, maybe a lot of artists do this, but Kanye does this, especially whoever is hot. Kanye moves next to,
1: but sadly, as I I think Pop Smoke's album is fucking amazing.
0: Yeah.
1: I sadly think part of the reason why it got so fucking hot though is because he died.
0: But maybe. I don't really have I do not I I don't I don't really have an opinion on that. I mean that could be the case. I did like the songs that he had that were mainstream. Welcome to the party, stuff like that. Like those songs are really good songs to me. I think that he had a crazy trajectory. I thought he was going to be really big, but unfortunately I agree. his life was cut short. So R I P to him. Um, I, I have no idea yeah, we're just what would have happened you. if he got to continue rapping. It's just really sad that his life was cut short. But my original point, like Kanye, whenever someone is hot, any artist, Kanye will find his way next to that artist. And he will – I don't want to use the word use because he's also making you big by using his pla- – like you're on his platform. It makes you big too. And Go if ahead. he
1: can't get you, he'll get an imposter, a.k.a. designer.
0: Well – I think it's both because <laughs> designer on a life of Pablo designer goes first. And then future is on the song right after that, which is crazy. Cause you, you, you might not even realize you, you don't,
1: <laughs> it's so hard to realize. They
0: sound so similar that you actually might not realize that when it's-
1: I first heard it, when I first heard it, however many years ago, I just thought they were both future yeah and then i found out it was designer and i thought they were just both designer and then i found and then i was like i don't know what's going
0: on yeah exactly he (laughs) he got both of them which i thought was really cool because that's a kanye thing to do but designer back in 2016 he had that song panda which was like the number one song in the country for a while he was really hot and kanye not only used the song for the life of pablo like he remixed it or whatever but he also just made it like like really big and put future right next to it which is That's just a a Kanye thing to do. Like he put two artists that sound so similar. It's like, it's like putting Michael Jackson in a weekend back to back. It's the same thing. Like they're literally, they sound so similar. Obviously the weekend is inspired by Michael Jackson, but they sound so similar. If you were to put them back to back it's the same concept, but Kanye just does that. That's his thing. Like if you're hot, he's going to find a way to be on your project. And he's going to find a way to bring you into his project because he knows what the streets want to hear. Like he knows the artists like Fabio Foran is hot in the streets. Like, Travis has been hot in the streets for a long fucking time. Uh, when Drake, back in 2014, when Drake was like beefing with Meek Mill, Kanye was like fucking seen at his concert standing Drake. It was really weird. Um, there was all types of stuff. There was all types of like Simpsons uh, memes of Kanye drawing on the chalkboard, like in the beginning of The Simpsons with Bart Simpson about how much he stands Drake. And like he was talking about how he's such a big fan of him. And now, obviously, they're they're beefing or whatever that nonsense is. But at first, Because of how hot Drake was, Kanye was really infatuated by him. And that's just his thing. It's just like what he does. But I don't knock him for it because you stay hot by staying next to hotness. Like that's kind of what you do. He's getting older. He's like 40-something, 44. And, you know, it makes sense that if you want to stay hot, you got to also know what what are the kids like right now because the kids are the ones who make things hot. Like it's not us anymore. Like we're past the age where, you know, like me and you are not going out to the clubs and making I'm too sexy, we're hey. too sexy. Like we're not. Hey. I-
1: all right. I'll go out there. I'll rub <laughs> my belly.
0: Not your fucking all belly. Right?
1: I'll listen to what's love. Got to do. Got to do with it,
0: baby. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. Kanye is great. Uh all right. So let me just let me just round this out real quick. All right. So after Tell Division, that's the pop smoke song. I don't really like that song. I can go without it. Uh, Lord, I need you. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's whatever. Pure Souls, the song with Roddy Rich though, is nuts. Like Pure Souls, I think Roddy Rich is a fantastic artist. I love the way he, he's like Young Thug, like a a child of Young Thug, but he's like a mix also of a bunch of other artists. Um, but predominantly, I just hear a lot of Young Thug when I hear Roddy Rich. Just the way he uses his voice so melodically. Pure Souls is so good. And I, it actually has me really hyped to hear Roddy Rich's second project because his first project was amazing. Kenny, if you haven't listened to Roddy Rich's first project, I know listen. who he
1: is, but I don't. I haven't. Blah, blah, blah. I have not listened to. He's his a lyricist. First project. He's like
0: a very lyrical artist, a very lyrical rap artist. Um, his his first project is amazing. So pure souls, really good song. Uh, Come to life and no child left behind are kind of like one song to me. It's it's fine, but I feel like those two songs. Will sound better if you heard them in concert. So when you hear like that whole He done Miracles on Me thing, put a Nike commercial when they had the girl Shakari Richardson. Yeah. Uh, it was a moment. Like when Donda, before Donna before Donda was released and you heard No Child Left Behind, and the guy Bory, who's featured on this album, Mind You, four times, his voice is also insane. He's the guy who's singing like the main chorus um, of no Child name was Vory, B-O-R-Y. I thought you said
1: Rory and I was want to make a Joe Budden joke. Anyway, continue.
0: Yeah. It sounds very <laughs> cool. So Vory and Rory. the um, Vory, which I believe is Meek Mill's artist, he's on the album more than anyone else. He's on the album four times. And I think that he is one of the biggest feature artists to come up. I don't really I don't know how I feel about music that is his alone, but whenever I see a song that says featuring Vory, the song is always fire. It's always, always, always fire every single time. So uh after that then you get to like jail part two i pass on the song i don't really care for the baby and it has nothing to do with the shit he said like i think that just made him corny they're just randomly unprovoked say some nonsense on stage but that doesn't even trigger me i just don't like the way he raps or whatever you want to call it he just stays in the same flow the same pocket i don't care for it he's not my cup of tea so like to me I wasn't going to be listening to The Baby no matter what. I don't listen to any of his music now. Like, like I haven't listened to a The Baby song and God knows how. Long. I just do not care for The Baby. Uh, so, Jail Part 2, pass. Okay, okay, Part 2, amazing. Junior Part 2, it's again another fun song. Don't really need it. Jesus Lord Part 2, amazing. But, you know, like you said, wish it wasn't uh, censored. So.
1: Yeah, it's. Yeah, Jesus Lord Part 2. It, I remember I got confused when I first listened to it because I was like, wait, didn't I already hear this song? Same. it's and but then like it it's basically an extended version. I, I'm curious I don't know, I'm curious what the um I guess some of the thought process and design decisions are, because Jesus Lord Part 2 I'm just curious why they're two separate songs and the second song plays half of the first song in it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It's just it's just weird.
0: Yeah, I i I will say this. I almost wish that Kanye would consolidate all the part twos and make them one song.
1: I think this album, it'd be a lot easier to digest. Once again, I've only listened to it once, but in that first listen and wanting to listen to it again, to give it another try, but struggling to wanting to like want wanting to start track one. And and I see there's 27 tracks. I do wish the album overall might've been consolidated more. Like maybe it was 20 tracks.
0: Yeah. I mean 27 18. is so long. 27
1: it, is so many. And then like when the <laughs> song God
0: breathed, that song, the beat just plays for a very long time afterwards which I I don't mind that. I like that myself. But because the album is so long, it's just not necessary at all. Yeah. And it <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a lot. Like I like I get to the end of God breathed and I just skip it once to start, you know, once the beat starts <laughs> playing at the end cuz it's just so long. It's just too long. I, I already know. If I'm listening to Donda I have to set aside two hours of my life,
1: yeah, And that's that's what's kind of scary about it. So something that's interesting is that when you said he lets like the the beat play out at the end, and he lets the beat breathe for like a long time at the end of the song, yeah. So something that's kind of cool is that he does that on graduation. Um, yep. If you listen to, if you look at late registration, late registration has twenty one songs on it, but it is an hour and ten minutes. Uh, and if you look at graduation. Graduation has 13 songs on it and it's 51 minutes. So it's about 20 minutes shorter, um, but it has 11 less songs, I wanna say. Or am I stupid? Not 11. I miscounted. Not 11. It's got less songs. I'm, I'm, Fraser's an accountant, not me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the point that I was getting to is that on graduation, it's roughly the same amount of time cons- commitment as late registration with, uh, a decent portion decent amount of less songs but a lot of those beats he lets ride like there's those songs run longer and those songs get a bit more time to breathe than yeah. only registration and I
0: like I don't look like I said and I like, like that yeah I like so lift off from watch the throne the song with Beyonce he at the end of that song you just hear the lift off instrument, like the beat playing and it's mm-hmm. it's amazing I love it it's part of the reason why I like the song so much but when the album is also two hours it's like holy shit I'm not about yeah. to listen to the end of this song because I got other songs. To I got all to. the shit
1: to do. Yeah, yeah. Side note: speaking of graduation, because talking about intros, um, good. Mo- like I, I think the song "Good Morning" is great. I understand why it's the first song. It's called "Good Morning" on Graduation. I just wish "Champion" was the first song. I feel like "Champion" just comes on so fucking hard. Like the way "Champion" comes on, like you just want to start moving, right? Yeah. Like I don't know. I, "Good Morning" is amazing. But there's something about the song Champion that I just wish that was the first song to get you into the album because when Champion comes
0: on man I, I want I just want to do shit. I love Champion. Let me okay, I'm going to pull up the track list for Graduation cuz I like I I literally have it as my second favorite Kanye album, but I like to be it's amazing when I talk about these things, so give me a second.
1: I um yeah, go ahead. It's um it's great. Good Morning, Champion, Stronger, I Wonder, Good Life.
0: I Wonder is so <laughs> Fucking good. It really is. Something in your blouse got me feeling so aroused <laughs> what you about on that independent shit. Traded all for a husband and some kids. <laughs> He'd be killing that shit. Oh man, I I love it. I love I Wonder. Good life. This this album doesn't have a single skip. Graduation is nuts.
1: I would say for me, and I still don't skip it. I still like the song. Uh it's like we were saying earlier. Like something has to be in last place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't mean it's bad. For me, the weakest song is probably Drunken Hot Girls. Yeah. But I still I think the song is is good.
0: But when I listen to this, I agree. Drunken Hot Girls is definitely like the weakest one. When I listen to this album, I play it anyway because it's like part of just the album. And it like all right, I, I agree. Just start, from the, start from the top. You don't need to skip it. But it definitely is the song that if I had if someone said you have to skip one, gun to your head, it's yeah. Drunken Hot Girls.
1: I agree. Yep, that's um, the one. I would, I would. If I had to skip, I would, but I don't. When I listen to it, I don't skip it. Yeah. If I'm I listen to the whole album, but. Good
0: Life, can't tell me nothing. All these classics: Barry Bonds, uh, Flashing Lights. Like, come on, Flashing Lights. And it's then everything I am, the glory, Homecoming, Big Brother.
1: Homecoming is so good. Big Brother, like, ugh, it's so good. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. This really This cool. album doesn't have any skips for me. Like, I don't, I don't have to skip anything. I literally listen to every single song on this album, and I love every mm-hmm. single song. You know what song
1: uh on late registration I feel is maybe maybe it's not, but I feel like it's underappreciated because I just don't ever hear anybody talk about it. What is it? Um Bring Me Down featuring Brandy. Bring me down is like one of my favorite fucking songs. I don't remember Kanye's how that one goes. Catalog. Um I, I'm gonna ruin I'm gonna ruin it for I'll everybody. I'm just gonna
0: give us okay. a quick second. I'm just going to literally play it.
1: All right, and I was gonna I was gonna sing it and just ruin it. No, nah, I'm you. gonna play
0: it, but I'm gonna mute I'm gonna mute my microphone. So give me a second.
1: Okay, Brandy just her voice is beautiful. I wish she was on more projects. Okay,
0: okay. so I do know "Bring Me Down." Yeah, right. that song's amazing too.
1: I love that. Song. I just I, I I just bring it up because it's one of my favorite songs in the album. It's one of my favorite Kanye songs overall. I think Brandy has an amazing voice. I like I just like the song and what the song is saying. But it's a song that whenever I talk about Kanye, I don't. Ever hear anybody talk about it? Yeah, I just wanted to bring it up because of that. Because I like that song a lot, and I don't really ever hear anybody.
0: Yeah, this uh, this album, late registration, is heard him say Adam Levine, the voice of a fucking angel, (laughs) amazing. Wake up, Mr. West, touch the sky, so good. I was the the guy,
1: my introduction to Lupe Fiasco, and he fucking kills it.
0: (laughs) Yes, also, I remember the videos for like a lot of these songs. Yeah, Gold Digger.
1: Can I just say real quick that Lupe Fiasco, what made me, first of all other than the fact that he just raps his ass off on that song what made me a fan of him as you guys know I am nerd he fucking when he has the loop in the third line loop in the third is an anime if you don't know i just remember losing my shit cuz i'm listening to a kanye west album and a rapper rapping his ass off is talking about an anime oh my god that shit got me so hyped so yeah. anyway hot shit
0: uh so every yeah every song on this album is pretty insane too like drive slow roses my way home roses is a very emotional song yeah very good crack music bring me down addiction diamonds from Sierra Leone I never wanted to like I I guess I almost want to call it a single it has Jay-Z on it an amazing song lyrically the beat everything about it I actually just used it for my mom's birthday like she fucking wore like I don't know however many diamonds and I just had to do a video with that song in Hmm. the background because it's so fucking cool We made it. Hey, mama! Celebration gone. Everything. The skits.
1: The skits on this album are amazing. I don't know if you guys remember that we broke, 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 (laughs) broke. we ain't got it. Broke, broke, broke. We ain't got got it. No money. (laughs) Ain't got no clothes. (laughs) Ain't got no car. Can't get no hoes.
0: Cause we broke, broke, broke. That is basically Kevin (laughs) Samuel's the song. Bunch of neighbors broke, 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 (laughs) broke. Not the neighbors. (laughs) The neighbors. (laughs) <laughs> oh, man. but uh
1: yeah the whole theme like kanye had like a theme with his first three albums like the whole college dropout late registration graduation him like in and out of school or whatever there was like a theme and a lot of the skits go with it um they're yeah, really good.
0: good these first three albums are go what's the okay so maybe this is everybody my first time ever hearing kanye west was through the wire
1: okay so earlier when i said when on you said there was a song that's your favorite song there's a different song that you think is technically the best song Remember that?
0: Yes, I I remember that. I remember that.
1: So, the reason why I said that was interesting is because I have a similar feeling on College Dropout. My favorite song on College Dropout is Spaceship. I remember listening to Spaceship so many fucking times. If you don't know what Spaceship is, that song is basically just about working in a fucking dead-end piece-of-shit job, being treated like shit, um, not being appreciated. Heaven
0: knows! I love that song. (laughs) That song, and it's also long as fuck,
1: it's very long for
0: seconds it is so good
1: and it's just like the feelings of just completely being underappreciated and treat it like shit and then only being appreciated when it's beneficial for the manager or the owner to uh appreciate you and it's just it has like such a strong feeling to it i love spaceship it's my favorite song on college dropout however i think the best song on college dropout and probably the most important song in college dropout it is the song that. Gives us—it's—it's it's the song that is the reason why Kanye West is Kanye West is still a rapper is through the wire. Yeah, the story of through the wire. What went into the making of through the wire?
0: Yep, the, the, the song, video, the
1: lyrics, the video, yeah,
0: everything about it. It's, he it's is like,
1: literally rapping with his jaw wired shut. Like it's yeah. not just a lyric. Like you can like he's his jaw is wired shut when he's making when he's rapping that song.
0: Yeah, that song is insane to me. Um, That's the first time I ever heard Kanye and i kind of don't even remember where i was but it just started i okay mtv jams used to be a thing way back in the day and where i live at in philadelphia it was like channel 134 132
1: yep and they would have they would do
0: this thing called jam of the week and every week there would be a video that would come on more than all the other videos that was the jam of the week and through the wire was the jam of the week at one point and every time I came on, I would just listen to it, but I didn't really know like who he was. I didn't know that he was Jay-Z's producer or, like had produced for Jay or anything like that. I didn't know anything about him, really. And at first, I didn't really care for the song, but I kept listening to it anyway. And eventually, I was like, yo, this guy is kind of fucking nuts.
1: Yes. Like, I who can, is this? I can tell you, I basically same. I also, I'm 90% sure the first time I heard the song was through the video on MTV Jams. Like, I'm 90% sure. Yeah. And, um... And also the same, the other thing is, the first time I listened to it, like I said, I was a kid, it didn't even, also you don't know Kanye's voice, it didn't even sound like he was rapping with his jaw wired shut at first. Yes. It wasn't until, you know, sometime later that you listen to it again and you listen to other songs, you're like, holy shit, his jaw is really wired shut as he's rapping. <laughs> like, you're like, holy fucking shit. Yeah. Like, it's not just a lyric. Um, yeah, no,
0: it's really good. Through the Wire is amazing. Workout what, plan is so funny. I'm do a video I for that.
1: fucking love workout plan. I used to- My name is a Alabama. I'm from Lobel, Mount Alabama. <laughs> I got a double wide. Like, and
0: I rode a plane, rode a plane, rode a plane, rode a plane. Thanks, thanks for to Kanye's, Kanye's
1: workout work. plan. I'm
0: the <laughs> of all my friends. See, I pulled me of all of men. And I ain't got to work at the mall again. <laughs> so good. <laughs>
1: the workout plan is so good. Oh,
0: girl, your silhouette. Make me want to like a cigarette. a cigarette. My name Kanye from the Twister set. It's just like, oh, he's so good. He's so it's got such good. a good
1: flow. That song's amazing. Slow Jams. Oh, my God. Fucking slow incredible. Jams incredible.
0: is crazy.
1: <laughs> like, you can't stop Slow Jams. Um, Jesus Walks, obviously, great song. All Falls Down. Amazing song. All we falls,
0: don't, so, so the video to All Falls Down used to make me sad as a yes. child. And the song is beautiful. I love that song. But watching... I forget her name. She's running through the airport the entire video.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't I remember her name it. either, but I know who you're talking about.
0: Yeah, I love, love, love that video. I could watch that video a million times. There's something so... I mean, the lyrics too, but there's something so sad about it. And it's just uh, so good. His music... I don't know. At that age, I guess because I was around like 14 maybe, mm-hmm. at that At that age is when you start to like you know, you're a young teenager. You're starting to come into who you are as a person really. Like you're starting to develop who you are going to be for the rest of your life. And yep. the music you hear when you relate to it, it just kind of like you feel it so much more.
1: Yes, I agree. I
0: really, I really felt
1: um, you know, Speaking like, of really feeling it, dude, family business. Yep. Family Business is a song that can just really get to you. Uh it's this this whole album. I mean, like I said, his first five albums to me are his like Magnum opus. Like his yes. first five are just college dropout, late registration, graduation, 808s and Heartbreak, and My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Those yep. first five are just impeccable to me. And yeah,
0: the first five are insane. I, I like all of them. I think like if I had to put one you know, at, at the bottom, it would be like 808s. But I still like 808s. It's just that that's the album of Kanye's that I probably listen to the least outside of the the three. The kids yeah. he Goes, Yay, Jesus is King. I listen to 808s the least. And I think that then after that, like Yeezus. But those first five, goaded for sure. I think that when people say, if you can only listen to one artist for the rest of your life, who would it be? And even if Nanda never came out, even if, like, those three that I really don't care about never came out. If we just stopped at the life of Pablo, uh, it's, it's Kanye for me. Like the answer is Kanye. If I had to choose an artist and I can only listen to songs that they are on or that they like, if I can only listen to their songs, it, it's just that it's just, it's Kanye for me. Like at one point I thought it was Jay-Z and I I realized over time, like, I love Kanye's music so fucking much that I could just listen to Kanye for the rest of my life and I'll be fine. Like, obviously, that would suck because there's so many good artists out there in the world. And I know a lot of people's answer is probably just going to be Drake because he also makes fucking amazing music. But I can listen to Kanye for the rest of my my, life and be happy. That is just not my answer. (laughs) (laughs) I I know your answer is not going to be fucking Drake at all but. But you know, like Drake is so he's so big. Like he's just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like as far as popularity goes, Drake is the most popular artist in the world. And uh he, he
1: also in a relatively short time, yes has a ten, lot of ten music. Ten years.
0: Ten years. He uh he definitely
1: he has ten more ten than years ten, years ten albums, is, I think. It's right? absurd. Yeah. I feel like he has to have more than ten albums.
0: Yeah, I don't see the thing is with Drake, they, the artists these days they do this little thing where they they drop a project and they don't call it an album. They're like, oh, this is a playlist. Like i want one of his one of his yeah. albums, he calls. I've remember it a
1: that. I, yeah, it's like more
0: more life. life. Yeah,
1: it's a, come on, it's an album. It's just they do that when they want to release music, they want to stay relevant, but they also don't want it to be judged as harshly. Yeah. I feel like they're like, I don't want this to be judged as harshly as an album. So I'm just going to say it's a playlist. Yep. So but, yeah, go ahead. What we're gonna
0: say? So okay. I don't know if you want to transition a little bit into a quick conversation about like Kanye and fashion, but um, I did want to. If you have something else you want to touch on musically, by all means, we could do that. So, can you hear that dog? I, I did hear the dog barking. No big deal. You guys know, like, you guys have been rocking with us. It's been 18 episodes. You know, you know, there's going to be some fucking background rants going on. At this I'm not even going to edit this out. You guys are just going to hear this.
1: Word. Hell yeah. <laughs> fuck all y'all. <laughs> no, fuck,
0: fuck the patrons.
1: No, <laughs> no, nah, 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 we love nah, you
0: guys nah. though. But,
1: um, I wanted to. I guess, the thing is, it, it, it'll end up being a little bit of a rant, but it's it's a it's what I was talking about earlier about Kanye and you know people calling him crazy and stuff like that, uh, and it has to do with this controversy and, and things like this. I wanted to talk about the the Taylor Swift thing. I think he gets disregarded a lot for being crazy, and admittedly, he is crazy. He says a lot of crazy shit. He's got a huge ego, and he goes off on a lot of things. And I know kind of the start of people like really hating Kanye West was the Taylor Swift incident where Taylor Swift wins like a VMA or whatever. I, I don't fucking remember.
0: Yeah, it. I think it was a VMA.
1: And he goes up and, you know, you guys all know, I'm gonna cut you off, let you finish. Beyonce had the best video of all time. He was stated as the abomination of Obama's nation. Kanye West gets a lot of flack for that. He ends up disappearing for, I want to say a year or so after that and makes my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. He's basically kind of blackballed from Hollywood. People, people, aren't talking to him, aren't listening to him, whatever. He gets kind of shunned out of the limelight. Yeah, And in that, he ends up making, in my and Fraser's opinion, his best album, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. And there's a lot, and it's one of the reasons why, I'm going to just call it Dark Fantasy. It's one of the reasons why Dark Fantasy is one of his best albums. There's a lot of pain in there, as well as ego. When you listen to to that album, there's a, a ton of pain and a ton of ego clashing. It's one of the first... I think it's one of the first real instances where you see Kanye's like bipolar is in that album. And it's not as blatant, and he doesn't say it. But to cycle back, I want to kind of defend Kanye in the Taylor Swift moment. And it's something that people don't talk about. Everybody talks about his ego and how selfish Kanye is and how rude he is and all this other stuff. However, I don't think the moment was selfish or rude or driven by his ego at all. Something people seem to forget when they call him egotistical and selfish is that he didn't go up there and say, I have the best video of all time. He said Beyonce does. And whatever his relationship with Beyonce is, here's what I think happened. I think, and he's never publicly said this, but I think Kanye felt that what happened there was racism. I think that he felt that a black woman made one of the most amazing songs or greatest video of that year or all time. And she got shafted for once again, another white girl. And I think he went up there and maybe he didn't word it correctly. Maybe he didn't do it right. But he went up there and he spoke his mind and he fought for what he believed was right. Whether or not you think it's right, he went up and fought for what he believed is right. And a lot of people argue that they would do the right thing when the time comes. And I think most people don't. Whether or not you think he did the right thing, he believed he was doing the right thing. And unlike most people, he went up and did it. And although he doesn't say it, if you look on every one of Kanye's albums on things he's done publicly, race is something that plays a big part in, in his life and his music. And maybe Fraser knows. I don't know if this is public. I think something other than obvious things. I think something serious or... I think a serious race-related thing happened to Kanye in his past, uh, maybe in his childhood or whatever. But you can hear it on all of his albums, all the way to his first one. The song I mentioned earlier, Spaceship, Um. He's talking about everything I said earlier about not being appreciated in like the workplace, all this other stuff. Yeah. But also, he says, "Oh, now they love Kanye, putting him all in the front of the store." And uh, yeah. and like he talks about how he is this, the black worker, and like he doesn't get appreciated or respected until other black people come around. And now he's their um, their token salesman or whatever. Yep. And, like he doesn't get appreciated until other black people are around. And so, I think throughout his whole career. He's talked about race issues. If you, the whole George Bush doesn't care about black people. He's stood out and talked about these things for his entire career. Although I don't think he's ever admitted it or said it. I believe the Beyonce instance is the exact same thing. And some fraser said earlier said sometimes Kanye says things or does things that you don't see the effects of till later on. Yeah. Five years later, look at all of the black artists and black creators that are boycotting things like the Oscars and the Grammys. Yep. For the lack of black representation.
0: Yep. yep. It became a huge movement. And we're, I mean, thats that's been a thing that's been happening in the last years, like you said. And when he first brought it up at those VMAs or whatever in 2009, you know, he was looked at as a crazy person and someone who's off his meds and, oh, he lost his mom. So he's, you know, it just, they, they found anything to say of why he would uh, do what he did on that stage. And now you know it's it's being shown that it's he was right like a lot of this (laughs) shit is like race and politics do play a lot of roles in our you know liberal art like the arts like everything that goes on with these award shows and just liberalism in general um it's a thing it's a real thing he speaks about it he has no problem saying what other people are thinking but are not brave enough to say and that's why we need people like Kanye West now granted not everything that Kanye says is right obviously yeah you know, he <laughs> but, has said some things but, but he's always kind been of a the, controversial person
1: yeah and that's kind of the, that's kind of why i wanted to talk about it though because a lot of times people just say kanye is crazy because he says a lot of crazy shit but they end up writing off some of the important things he says and you end up losing because i he was five years or however many years sort of ahead of the curve yeah. in that instance and everybody blamed him and hated him and all this other stuff but he was right
0: yeah like, hashtag he, oscar so white like i remember that was a thing <laughs> And then, like, if you think about Kanye... This is why it's really hard when people try to cancel him. So I think that he's at the point now where everyone just has to give up on that. Like, Kanye is not cancelable. You you cannot cancel Kanye. They've tried. They tried it several years ago when he was running for president or whatever and, and Trump. And he said the whole slavery is a choice thing. But I really think that shit was taken out of context. I really think that, like, the media just spun that and everyone. The fake outrage. Like, that's not what he meant. It's very obvious that's not what he meant. And it's just annoying because our culture now like and when i say our culture i mean just like the world like the internet culture not black culture but just like the internet culture now is obviously it's very hateful it just is what it is i i'll be honest hating is fun to do sometimes and i think that some people take it too far they don't realize that it there's a price to it like you you are actually attacking a human being like yes yeah it's it's funny some of the comments that you see on the shade room some of the things that you see people throw out it can be really funny even though it's hateful and they probably You know, they read that shit about themselves, they wouldn't like it. Especially coming from thousands of people saying all these crazy things about you and putting you into a box. It fucking sucks, I'm sure. But it's like the reality is people like to hate. And I don't think that Kanye is one of those people who is going to be susceptible to that anymore. I think that after that whole last time they tried to cancel him, it's over for that. Like he's clearly (laughs) the phoenix that just keeps rising back and coming back. I love, I, like I said, Donda's amazing uh, of an album. I didn't expect it. I actually didn't expect it to be this good. And it's really fucking good to me. Like, I stand by it. This album is really good. But I didn't expect it, especially coming off of all the nonsense that has gone on in the last couple of years with him and the election and all that stuff and him being friends with Trump and wearing a red MAGA hat and all that. Like, I didn't expect his music to sound so good following all that. And then him picking up the baby for, like, his one performance. Another person who, who was just recently canceled. You know, it's like he is the person that stands up for people who the world tries to throw away because he's almost been thrown away before. Yeah. And 100%. I think that even goes back to Kanye being told that he couldn't be a rapper. Like 100%. He's been discarded uh, at, before in um, more ways than um, one.
1: Nexus of his career. I don't know if I'm using that. Ne- nexus is used. Fuck you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Just use it. Fuck it. But yeah. What are they the nexus do? Is
1: a, of his career, everybody. If you listen, I don't remember specifically what album, but if you listen, there, he has various skits where he talks about it and it's like, I think it's I think it's last call. I think it's the end of college dropout where he talks about going and talking to Jay Z and blah 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 and all this other stuff and people not signing him and not taking him seriously for his rapping and just all that crap and throwing him away and and then getting in a car crash and rapping through the wire.
0: Yep. And then becoming one of the biggest artists, rap artists, artists in general, producers, everything following that. I mean he is he is one of the top five artists in the world, I feel like.
1: Also, just on the note, uh to kinda I guess put a ribbon on the overall point we were just saying, when you mentioned when he ran for president, um, some people that also goes into his ego, right? I don't know if any, if you guys have ever seen it, but if you want, there's a Joe Rogan podcast episode with Kanye West on it. And I watched that and it really let me into sort of, it opened up a bit of his mind to me, uh, like extra where you watch it and you see his ego. You see that this is a man on one end, you see the ego where it's like, He truly believes that he could become president and change the world and whether or not that's foolishness or ego or just um, ambition, you know, whatever, but he truly believes that. But also as we call him selfish and all this other things, if you listen to the things he says, although the ideas aren't fully formed and it's not completely figured out, he doesn't truly have a plan on exactly how he would fix it. He's talking about helping people and he cares about people and He's constantly caught on a struggle of like loving Kanye and having that huge super ego that he has while also loving people and wanting to help people and care about people. And he truly does like want to help people and do things for people. And he has an idea on how to do that, even if it's not fully fleshed out. And you kind of see him talk in the stream of consciousness the way and just spit things out in such an honest and just raw way. Uh, it's a really interesting interview. And I definitely suggest just watching it. I watch all, every Kanye
0: come, interview, every single yeah, one.
1: I think it'll help maybe see where I'm coming from. Um, if you haven't seen it, whoever is yeah. listening. But yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess that's kind of it on that on that part. Unless you want to add anything.
0: No, I think I'm good on that. I, I will say this. So I was saying that, uh, like, to do a fashion part because Kanye, there's so many aspects to this person more than just music, right? But at this point, I, because we're so late in this episode, it's been an hour and 30 minutes, I think I'm just going Love to you. save it for an episode that we'll do on fashion in general. I know I've been asked by a lot of people okay. because I am a person who's so into fashion myself, and if you follow me on Instagram at St. Alante, you already know that. But I can talk about fashion for easily two hours, and I'll probably have a guest for that episode somebody else who's big into fashion and like loves it as much as me or w- whatever. <laughs> Shit, I'll, I'll figure this. it out. He, fucking, but,
1: uh, he ain't getting much out of me for fashion. I'll, I'll, I'll do the best I can. God damn yeah. it!
0: But <laughs> but you'll learn a lot. You'll learn. A, you'll learn a lot. And where fashion is right now, um Kanye has influenced fashion so fucking much. And I don't think it would do him justice to give like a quick ten minutes on just like because all I'll be able to talk about really is like the Yeezys and and Yeezy season and stuff like that. But Kanye has done. I mean, he bought polo. Polo was especially in the black community. Polo was so fucking big for us. Because of Kanye. Like, Kanye made that shit so hot. And uh, dressing like the, you know, the schoolboy, like the, the Kanye West schoolboy with the backpack. Yep. And, uh, the polo button-downs, polo, polos. <laughs> that whole thing. Like, that whole aesthetic that he made popular wasn't a thing. People were wearing fucking oversized clothing. And I'm talking about over, over, oversized clothing. And then Kanye came in and was like, it's cool to wear clothes that just fit.
1: The pink polos.
0: Yeah. Like, it's, it's cool Kanye to just wear Kanye started the pink, pink polos for real. Yeah. And popping collars and shit like that. I don't know. I I, I felt when I'm, I don't okay. know.
1: Remember that one song? Ever since I can remember, I've been popping my, poppin 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 my-, my collar, popping popping my collar,
0: There was a period where walking around looking like somebody who was, uh, I guess, a nerd, right? So carrying a backpack, basically being dressed in a school uniform. There was a period where that wasn't considered cool, and yeah. Kanye literally made that entire look cool. So without me like wanting to look cool. Because I was a Yu-Gi-Oh player, and because I used to carry a bunch of books home from school and stuff like that, the look that I just naturally had every day—that was always just what I wore—became a, a cool look per se. I, my mom used to buy me a lot of polo when I was a kid; that was like the thing. But that became like the look at one point. It's just interesting that how influential he was in changing us from wearing long ass white t-shirts and like yes. super baggy yep. jeans, and Air Am Force white t, yeah. But I I, I do want to I want to yeah talk we about can fashion. cover that in the
1: uh, in the fashion episode
0: yeah we will do that in in the future um I gotta figure out the right guest to bring on for that one because I do want someone else's uh so we can nerd out fashion. about anything yes we can yeah like well, this, this episode this,
1: did was change the game a little bit now it did now actually, you guys don't know what to expect
0: it opened the fucking door to us we can literally like you said we can nerd out on anything this episode we nerded out on Kanye West and, and I
1: truly I mean, want to hear like any feedback at all on this episode. Cause obviously this is a change of topic, but I really would love to hear what people think about this episode. It's quality us nerding out about, you know, music and, and a person or whatever comparison to the other things we nerd and ab- nerd out about.
0: All right. Well, if you enjoyed this episode and you would like to write in to the show, please send your email to I am at gmail.com. We may read it a lot on the show. Also, I want to give a quick shout out to our patrons. So we have Connie, Austin, Leon, Xavier, Garen, Quest, and Hylian. Thank you guys so much for being our patrons on Patreon. Uh, guys, check out our Patreon. Check out our YouTube. I Am Their Podcast. You should be able to find us on both that same way. Is there something else? I feel like I'm missing something. I want to say something else here. but I Did we, we have any listener our letters? Right. That's what it was. I think we might have one. So let us... Let me see. Let me see. Austin wrote in. Here we go. So Austin, and he's one of our patrons, so we definitely got to read this one. So he says... And this is about the episode we did with Ed. We were talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! and Dragoon. Uh,
1: Side note, once again, I already said it in that episode. That was my first time meeting Ed. That guy is really fun to talk to. He's got yes. great energy. I can't wait to have that out out
0: Ed. Ed was fucking fun as hell. Yeah. But, uh, okay. So, Austin says, I think my favorite Dragoon interaction is baiting it to negate and then taking control of it with triple tactics. So, Kenny, I'll just, you know, i always do this with you. Yeah, baby. Triple tactics is a $100 spell card. You can play three of it. And it says, if your opponent activates a monster effect during your turn, you can then activate this card and choose one of these three effects. So the first criteria so is... It's a quick
1: play, right? Or
0: I don't, wait, I don't think it's a quick play. I think it's just a normal So spell. it's just
1: like a spell card. and it's So it's kind of like an effect veiler, but it's a spell card you can activate from your hand on your opponent's turn?
0: Doing, no, you play it during your turn. Okay, during okay, okay. Own, okay my so bad. On, like You play it on your own turn if your opponent used a monster effect on your turn. So like, for example, if they have a Dragoons on their side of the field and they negate your card, gotcha they then use the monster effect on your turn gotcha
1: gotcha if gotcha, they use the
0: Check gotcha. veiler or max c they also use the monster effect on your turn i got so you. anyway what it does is it has three effects one of them is draw two cards the, nice. the other effect is look at your opponent's hand take a card from their from their hand and put it back in their deck
1: forceful century
0: and the other one is take control of a monster your opponent controls and it does not target
1: so it's change of heart <laughs> it's forceful century and, pot and agreed. it's pot of greed yes
0: and and, it, and the only activation criteria is your opponent plays, like uses any monster effect while you're playing your turn.
1: That card's banned already. It's insane. So, that card is banned so he's like, saying, because uh,
0: one of it. the things that can happen is you negate something with Dragoon and somebody just goes triple tactics and take it from you and then they kill you with it. So, he says, I think my favorite Dragoon's interaction is baiting it to negate and then taking control of it with triple tactics. But for real, I have noticed the better decks tend to not have room for the card. He's really not annoying unless backed by proper back row. That's really the only way it can take out the top decks. So he's basically saying like Dragoon, while it is a really good card and triple tactics kind of counters it, it's kind of hard to get triple tactics in your deck because, I don't know, Yu-Gi-Oh! is just in the weirdest place where like you want to play cards from where you're going first, but then you also lower your consistency when you play cards. Because Yu-Gi-Oh!
1: has become so combo heavy, it's harder to tech cards in.
0: It is, and the the weird thing is like that card. If your opponent doesn't use a monster effect in your turn, just that that card, like it doesn't do anything. Yeah. It has no effect. So like you want to play three of it if you're going to play it at all, because you want to see it when your opponent uses a monster effect, because that's when it's you know that's when it's strongest. But then at the same time, it kind of just fucking sucks when you know you have it in your hand and they didn't do anything.
1: If you go first and an open triple tactics, that card does nothing for you.
0: Yeah, and it kind of can make you brick. So it's it's very yeah. interesting. It's like damn, I went first, but the whole point of me going first is now lost. Because I drew triple tactics and they didn't do anything while I was playing out my turn and I kind of bricked because of it. I don't know. It's just a weird thing. It's a very weird thing. And a lot of people... I shouldn't say a lot, but like, some of the best players I've noticed are just not playing Red-Eyes Dragoon for whatever reason. It's just not in some of the decks that are winning. And that can make the card also kind of awkward because then you're relying on just a hand trap to come out of their hand, which they might not have. So I don't know the card is insane. It's a hundred dollars. It'll probably, it's always going to be a good card because Yu-Gi-Oh! just decided that it always wants to be a hand trap game. Now. Like, I don't think we're ever going to go back to a non hand trap world, but uh, as long as people are playing 15 hand traps and shit like that, that way. would you
1: say? I said, it doesn't feel that way. Like
0: yeah, it, doesn't it doesn't feel, feel like, like we'll it's... ever go back. Yeah. I don't know if we'll ever go back. So like, because hand traps are so prevalent, uh, they, keep like they, they, yeah, keep they keep making more. Yeah, they keep making new ones. Remember when it was just like Tragodia and shit? I remember when it was just Valor, Maxi, and Trag and Gores. Yeah, and those were all fine. And now it's just like now there's one that negates graveyard effects. Now there's one that negates searching. Now there's one that negates. I don't know everything. Like there's one that you discard and it makes for the next two turns every card that gets into the graveyard is banished. Like there's so many different ones.
1: Oh, nonsense! Yeah. Fucking nonsense! All
0: right, what are you well, going to do? Whatever it it happens. This, this wraps up this episode of the am air podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode on Kanye West. Different, different take. Let us know how you feel about this. All right. See you guys.
1: So long Gabe Bowser. <laughs>